welcome to Bimbo Summit, the podcast where three childhood best friends talk to you about scams, grifts, flams, uh, spooky things, UFOs, the unexplained, sexy stuff, mysteries, <laughs> anything else? I think that about covers it. Yeah. All right. I'm Sarah. Um, I'm one of the people who is on this podcast. I'm your other sexy co-host, Izzy. <laughs> um, I'm Dylan. I'm not sexy. I, uh, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I, uh. I think you're sexy. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Izzy. <laughs> you wear a lot of Hawaiian shirts for someone who's not sexy. Yeah, you're wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now. I do. I, I am wearing a Hawaiian shirt right now. Uh, I love Hawaiian shirts and I, I own... I've scaled down. I think I own like seven or eight now. But wow. I, at one, <laughs> one point, I owned day. 11 Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> Real parrot head hours. Yeah. Uh, and, and yes, I am I am a, a parrot head as well. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. Um, on this episode of Bimbo Summit, we are talking about... We got, we got a couple things on the docket. We're going to talk about the Falcon Lake UFO incident suggested by power user, friend of the pod, Bethany. Um, quite a long time ago. We're just now getting around to it. We decided to do a UFO episode today because we wanted to do something a little spooky, a little fun. UFOs are pretty hot right now. And when I asked the group, what UFO should we cover? Izzy said, pick the sexiest one. Oh. So that's that's what we're going to talk about. Um, we got a couple of UFO-related calls to play. And then Dylan has some maybe unrelated, maybe not, cruise ship industry news. Yeah. This is sort of my protest. I'm not really a UFO buff, and um, I just, uh, it's not a protest necessarily. It's just sort of like, well, I don't know if I have much to add to the UFO discourse. I don't think they're out there. Maybe this will change my mind. Uh, don't, Let's hope. don't really believe in them as a concept. Uh, but, you know, the alien UFOs, I do believe in, like, right. you know, people. Drones and yeah, shit. Yeah, drones and shit are probably real. I've never seen one. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, I've never seen one. I did see some crazy military planes flying over my house the other day, and I was like, what? What shit? Did you take it personally? Uh, I took it personally. <laughs> Not like the fighter jet kind, but like, you know, like the transporty kind. Like the, like, um, they're like, they look like, they're like chunky and like gray. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what's up with that? Anyway, this is Bimbo Summit. <laughs> Not things about Dylan's house. So... <laughs> Sorry. So? Yeah. So, Sarah, tell us about this very sexy mystery about an alien encounter. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to play up the sexiness too much <laughs> and, and get your hopes up, but I will say when you when you said sexiest, of the ones we had discussed possibly doing, um, one of them was Phoenix Lights, which, you know, it, there's some weird lights in Phoenix. It's it's a close encounter of the first kind, mm-hmm. which is not, that's not too sexy. Another one took place at a high school, so I thought, you know, it's a dangerous territory. <laughs> Falcon Lake, I felt like this one's the sexiest because it's the it's the encounter of the closest kind of all the options. Um, and involves and, a shirtless man. And it involves a shirtless man. And boy, is he sexy. Let's, uh, let's set the stage for you, uh, the listener. 1967, Manitoba, Canada. Um, Stefan Michalik, who is a Polish immigrant. He's probably seen some shit, probably been through a lot. Starting this off um, very sexy. Manitoba, <laughs> very Polish sexy immigrant. Stuff. Yeah. I'm not totally sure how old he is, but you know, like pretty old. Definitely a, a, a dad. Hot. He, one of his hobbies. <laughs> Does he have a dad bod? You know, mm, yes. Is he strong? Definitely. Uh, yeah, well, all poles are strong. 
We're we're like built for field work. You what know? about you though? No offense. Well, Sarah's not well, strong at all. Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. Actually, my grandmother famously was like made fun of by her family for not being very good at farm work. Oh. <laughs> they were like, Pelagia, you go do the inside stuff because you can't lift anything. <laughs> yeah, so, Pelagia. Yeah. Yeah, she she uh she's named after a saint who later did a really famous heresy. Oh. The Pelagian heresy. Oh. I think he didn't believe in original sin or something like that. Mm, which uh, we discussed on the last page. Sounds like my kind of guy. <laughs> That's true. Is it a controversial topic here on the pod, whether or not we're all born fucked up, which I did float as a true thing, I believe. Um, so Stefan, he is out, in his own words, snooping in the rocks. Snooping in the rocks. <laughs> Uh, because one of his favorite activities to do, Colin, put in a clip of him saying snooping in the rocks here. Every weekend, in the long weekend, I usually travel, go to the, out in the country and snooping in the, in the rocks. Uh, on the weekends, he liked to go and prospect up in the them Canadian hills. Mm-hmm. He would look for silver and quartz. Mm-hmm. Trying to find some precious gemstones. Dylan, that's kind of your... Your zone, right? Yeah. I, although I do think it's funny that he was looking for silver and quartz, the most common mineral in the <laughs> on in the Earth's crust. Listen, he kept his his hopes and dreams realistic. No, that's how he remained a successful prospector. Well, no, no that's what yeah. I like about him because that tells me that he's not all about the money. He just like quartz is pretty. <laughs> it's not worth any money whatsoever. Like, it's just like, I mean, he just wanted a shiny rock, and you know what? I respect that. <laughs> I mean, poles are pragmatic people, and they famously do not expect too much. You know, yeah. they just want—they just want a country. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. Stefan, he's up there. He's doing his thing, looking around for some silver, <laughs> some quartz. Uh, he is frightened by a flock of geese, <laughs> <laughs> and when he looks up, he sees. What he describes as two seg- cigarette-shaped things with a hump in between, which to me is like the least. <laughs> evocative or common sense way you can explain like a traditional ufo because what he did he also drew it and it looks very much just like a normal flying saucer style ufo uh according to him he says what the hell is that he just says it yeah to no he one. looks up at the sky it's in the the episode of unsolved mysteries that izzy and i both watched uh has a really beautiful recreation of this with a pretty talented um actor playing him who seems to it did a pretty good job speaking Polish, German, and Russian and English with the Polish accent. I was pretty impressed by the, the quality of talent that Unsolved Mysteries 1980-whatever got. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's baffled. And this these two UFOs, one of them flies away, the other lands very close to him. He, a brave man, approaches the UFO. Um, we will put this audio clip in here because it's too – it's simply too good uh, – to merely discuss, but it involves him yelling at the ship in a variety of languages and then calling the aliens Yankee Boy. <laughs> when the gate opened, there was a giri, 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 kind of shrieky talk like a, like a kid's in problem or something. Thinking of USA, I said, Okay, Yankee boys. A Yankee boy. Seems to me you are in trouble. Yankee boy. You got troubles, I'll help you. Wow. He thinks that it's America doing some sort of 
trifling shit in Canada and interfering right. with his prospecting and the geese. As we do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Which our we are known interest, to do. Our national interest supersedes the Canadian sovereignty and the rights of all prospectors. And, and we will and, frequently... And all geese. The CIA, and all geese. Yeah. CIA is known for their interference in Canadian amateur rock collecting affairs. That's what they do. Yeah. That's right. Our yeah. geese crimes. Geese crimes. Crimes against, crimes against geese. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he maintained... Or he believed at the time, uh, not a UFO, not aliens, or it is a UFO in in the very literal sense of being unidentified by him. Uh, but he did not think it was extraterrestrial. He believed it to be American military technology. He goes up to the craft and he tries to touch it, but it fights back. It burns him. There's this like jet of gas or vapor that escapes from it and it flies away. Not only does it burn him, it lights his flannel on fire uh-huh yeah lights his ass up and then shoots him backwards yeah wow so he's he's all fucked up by this he's like wandering around the forest he's dazed he's vomiting it takes him nine <laughs> hours to find his way back home um he does encounter i think some mounties on the way home who notice that he seems really disoriented almost like he's drunk but they don't smell <laughs> any alcohol in him which will become important later in the investigation oh, okay. So in the intervening days, oh, he also says his compass needle was going crazy when he was trying to find his way home. Part of why it took him so long is because uh, he could not use, he could not navigate by compass as he was accustomed to doing because his compass was all fucked up. Uh, Clear alien shit. Mm -hmm. Famous alien shit. So he goes home and starts displaying symptoms of something that look very much like, looks very much like radiation poisoning. He's really sick. He's like uh he keeps puking he has this weird like sulfur ozone smell and crucially he has a bunch of weird burn patterns on his chest and this is like totally medically documented there are many many pictures of these burns the burns are definitely real it's like a grid of five by five dots on his stomach. yeah it looks like it looks like maybe if he did some like fashionable micro cupping <laughs> but only in one little part of his stomach Ugh. Yeah, and he looks fucked up. Like, in the pictures, he j- he looks really kind of dazed and, like, out of it and, and just not not happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I would I would encourage listeners to go look up these pictures. You can look up Falcon Lake UFO incident or Fal- just Falcon Lake. Falcon Lake UFO will come up. But, yeah, they're very – I mean, they're, like, very distinct and unmistakable. They don't look like anything I can think of. Like, it doesn't resemble at any object I am I'm aware of that might burn someone. So they knew the burns were burns, right? They they diagnosed them right away, and they said these are not radiation burns, they're, burns, they're chemical burns, which is, like, another sort of mysterious thing. Hmm. So he's really nauseous. He still kind of seems like he's sick. Slowly, he starts getting better. He goes home. The weird sulfur smell persists, and his son, who was interviewed in this episode of Unsolved Mysteries, um... He's also obviously in the episode, so a lot of first great first-person accounts. His son talks about the smell like, it, you know, when he bathes, it doesn't go away. It's like emanating from inside of him. They do all these tests to see if he did have radiation poisoning, and they all come back negative. Any questions, thoughts so far? Um, I mean, I'm waiting for it to get sexy. Hmm. <laughs> Well, did you see the shirtless pics? He looks pretty, like, abject. Yeah, he looks like a burned guy. For you? I mean, he looks like a guy with... I mean, you know, he's... Well, let me see. He's. Uh, I uh, think the sexy part is that the UFOs were trying to get his shirt off. Yeah. To see what he was working with. And this is an encounter of... I guess the traditional 
encounter scale is like uh, one through three, but some people have proposed further levels of encounter. I think this would be an encounter of the fourth kind. Maybe just the maybe just the third because he like touches the craft. What's mm. the second kind? First is you see it up in the sky. Second is like you smell it. They you text smell the you. <laughs> you can sniff they it. Text you. They, they airdrop a little alien head <laughs> emoji or whatever into the area, and then they uh-huh. dip. Well, let's see alien encounter levels. So close encounter of the first kind is contact is a visual sighting. Second kind is there's a physical effect, so it could be interference with an electronic device, some sort of um, some sort of physiological or physical effect on the environment. Mm. And then third kind is that an entity, an animated entity, is present, and they seem to be occupants or pilots of a UFO. So I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe it doesn't qualify for third kind because he didn't see any aliens. I mean, they were, if you believe the alien explanation, they were present. They're implicit, but not, uh, there's no, he doesn't have any kind of visual contact with them. I kind of feel like he like brought like a waffle iron out into the woods and got drunk (laughs) and then tripped and fell on the waffle iron. And then he had to tell people something. Well, you know, you know, it's like an old school, you know, it's like, you know, whatever, a griddle you put over like a campfire or something. (laughs) With dots? Yeah, I don't know. Like a little iron sheet or like with raised, a raised pattern on it you know it does kind of look like if you like burn someone with the bottom of a muffin tray yeah but much smaller <laughs> yeah it does yeah he was making mini muffins maybe he was making yeah. yeah maybe he was making mini muffins in the woods and he was wasted and he tripped and he's like well you know i could tell everybody that i got wasted in the woods and hurt myself <laughs> real bad or i can tell everybody that i saw an alien and it shot me with gas or something so what would you choose i would probably just be honest about it <laughs> <laughs> but you know I, you know I'm, I'm i'm i feel like that would if i came home with a story with about aliens and people started to pay attention to it i would be very worried and i just i'd have to you know the lie would get more elaborate and i'd have to mm. talk to the news and then people mm-hmm. long after i'm dead would make a podcast about it and i don't want any <laughs> nobody's making a podcast about a guy in the 60s who tripped on a waffle iron while he was drunk you know so that's i think i'd go with the the humble not humble, just the, you know, less... Honest. Less, the less... It just seems like a lot of hassle, you know, mm. to try to pull this this story off. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a famous skeptic whose name I don't remember because, you know, fuck him, who his theory is Mahalik got drunk in the woods and got burned by accident, uh-huh. was totally wasted, and then made up this crazy story. And part of his motive for making up the story was to keep people away from his, like, cool prospecting spot, which makes no sense because... Because he's looking for quartz. <laughs> well, one, because, yeah, what he's looking for is not something particularly valuable, but also because uh, saying that an alien did it is not a good way to keep people away from his yeah, spot. Yeah, that is true. People there. That's a good point. Right. I mean, maybe part one of his explanation, like, oh, this guy was, like, wasted and he got embarrassed and then he, like, made up this whole thing. But that doesn't really explain how sick he was. Yeah. Um, I also read a report from the Mounties. Yeah. That was it's done a couple months after, I think, uh, the event happened. Most of the report is about them going back and trying to find the burn marks, which uh, Stefan did do. He said, like, me and my friend went back. We found this burnt out circle. Then later when they went back with the Mounti- Mounties, they couldn't really find it again. But part of the investigation was also about whether or not there was any sort of um, provable, whether or not he was drunk, basically. 
So he, <laughs> he like, stayed at this motel uh, the night before. Everyone who encountered him kind of in the period leading up to it, the night leading up to it, and then after said there's no evidence of alcohol. There's one guy who said, oh, he had a beer the night before I served him a beer or something. But that guy, like, his story was really uh, not reliable in other ways. So you can tell the Mountie is kind of like, fuck this guy. Like, I don't really believe what he says. I will just say, um, traditionally, the reason people and and historically, typically men go off into the woods to do silly things like hiking, mm. hunting, prospecting, <laughs> camping is just to get drunk. It's, it's just because it's fun to get drunk outside. That is the entire reason. And I would be very surprised if this man was not a little tipsy. Maybe he was sick from mini cupcake withdrawal because he had to hide the evidence. Yeah, maybe he yeah. yeah, maybe he dropped the baking tray. He took it out of the oven. And he had made these beautiful little mini <laughs> the muffins. outdoor oven? No, no, no. This ha- this happens last night. <laughs> okay. Right? So yeah. so he takes it out. You know, he's got his his oven mitts. And he just sort of drops it on his, his tummy. And he's At like. At the motel he's staying <laughs> the in? Motel. Yeah. Or whatever. Uh, and he's like, oof, oh. And then, uh, and then he, and then the next day he's like, well, you know, oof, you know, I got to find a way to cover this up. Better come up with a way. Then he goes out of the woods seeking alien, you know, to, to provide an alibi for him burning himself maybe he's just very embarrassed man seeks alien yeah could be maybe he was supposed to go swimming later and he was like oh i'm gonna have to explain this (laughs) one potentially kind of confusing but also interesting piece of evidence is that when they went back there to sort of test the area i think they did eventually locate the general area they found very high levels of radiation in the ground there was a vein of radium running naturally under that area Mm. um Maybe he was so, drunk off the vein of radium. Yeah, so that is a possible explanation. Although it doesn't explain why he was n- tested negative for radiation yeah. poisoning. Um, and maybe they were just, you know, they fucked up the test. It could be a lot of things. Do you guys um, remember when I burned my eyebrows off at that party? <laughs> like, Yes. Yeah. So yes. I burned my eyebrows off, I think, at my 21st birthday party. My eye- Or not my eyebrows, my eyelashes. And they turned white and little and got, like, oh really, really tiny. Was this the, a weapons party? Uh, I think it was a weapons party. I believe it was a campfire-related incident um, where my... I don't remember the specifics. I just remember you having weird crusties around your yeah, eye. Yeah, so what happened, if I remember correctly, was I was attempting to make a fire more, um, <laughs> y- you know, mm-hmm. in a, in a mm-hmm. and uh, I, uh, you know, I think it was a lighter fluid and it went very, like, woof, in a way, <laughs> oh I, while God. I was kind of leaning towards it in a way I didn't expect... And I was unscathed, except for my eyelashes were tiny and white and crusty for a month. Uh, and it reminds yeah, me of weird. that. And, and if there hadn't been witnesses, I probably would have said a similar thing. I would have said, oh, yeah, aliens, rather than, yeah, I got drunk and burned off my eyelashes at a party, you know? One time when we were teenagers, Izzy went to the dentist and the dentist accidentally drilled into her lip. What? And it looked extremely hardcore, like she had been in a fight. And I kept trying to tell her to tell everyone that that's what happened. Uh, And maybe she did. I don't know. Do you remember? You're looking at me like you don't remember that this ever happened. I don't remember that at all. You had a very sick looking like split lip. Dude. It was, I mean, it was like a hot look for you. I had all kinds of tooth problems when I was a kid. So I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I blacked uh, out every dentist appointment I ever had because <laughs> it was so traumatic. <laughs> I like that theory, though, Dylan. That's my theory. Yeah. Although, I, yeah. this would be really cool. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's cool either way. Like, if he if he, if he he had a good time in the woods and it got weird with some fire and some liquor and stuff, you know, good for him. I hope he had a good time. And I hope his, you know, 
I hope his buddies believed him. Um, and if <laughs> and if if that if he was assaulted by an alien craft that chemically burned him and made him smell like sulfur forever, um, and made you know, him throw up a bunch. And made him throw up a bunch. Yeah. Okay, okay. I can I just say though, like symptoms of alcohol. I know throwing right? up a bunch. It's true. Motor well, skills I- issues, getting hurt. Um, <laughs> smelling stinky the next day, and then for a while, you know, yeah. like your sweat smells weird. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying there are some some similarities. Well, an interesting thing is that he he alleges that his illness was like cyclical. Like he got better, mm-hmm. and then about every three months, the burns would like flare up again and get bad and painful and like weird looking again. And he would have, like, a spell of vomiting. And then it would get better, and then it would happen again. And he said it went on for a year afterwards. And that's very – that's the thing that really seems like radiation poisoning, yeah. where it's, like, it's working its way out of your body slowly. Mm. I couldn't – on this episode of Unsolved Mystery, he doesn't show the burns. You can see the pictures. Someone in the in the video claims, like, oh, you know, if you're lucky, he'll let you, like, feel them under his skin. Ugh. Like, he still has scar tissue, but he didn't show them. And I would be interested to see, like, if this was a recurring thing that happened in his 40s, he would still have scars from that. So I would, I'd like to know um, if there was, like, visual evidence afterwards of the burns flaring. Mm. Like, if anyone has pictures of any of those um, incidents afterwards, or if there are pictures just of the scars. Right. So I'd like to know that. He called them his buttons. <laughs> That's so like cute. That. He's he's wonderful. Like I like him. We'll, we'll link to the episode, because it's it's... He's just great. He's a real delight of a man. Uh, he has exactly the same accent as my great aunt, who is 94 years old and had a Beyonce calendar in her house. Did not know who Beyonce <laughs> was. Just thought she was pretty. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, totally crazy, but still goes to the hairdresser every week to get her hair set. Nice. A wonderful woman. Uh, and her most common expression is, oh, Jesus, which is, oh, Jesus. <laughs> wow. Okay, so eventually, Izzy, did you understand the part about these weird-ass bars? Silver bars they found at the site? Yes, so they found machine-made metal that tested positive for radiation. They look like little cat shits. Ew. So they returned to the area after the investigation, and there was a clearing that had been burned out. And then in the center of that, they just, like, dug a little i think they used like a metal detector or something to look for any evidence that the ship had been there and they dug up these two or three metal bars that they were they looked like silver but they didn't have silver compounds they were radioactive very weird some so some people think that those were planted later to like lend credence to the theory possibly like not even by stefan but maybe by just like someone who who wanted to cause chaos and and uh <laughs> someone you know, like us someone like us right. yeah um <laughs> to his credit stefan never believed it was aliens it's his entire life he's dead now but his entire life he maintained that it was probably yankee a boys. government <laughs> yankee, yankee boys. boys he thought it was, it was those yankee, yankee boys, boys. <laughs> so i mean that that to me is interesting that like if you're going to collo- concoct an elaborate lie to cover for being like a drunk fool in the woods <laughs> That you'd be like, I don't even know if I believe it. You know, either he's a very good liar who understands that, like, uh, that kind of skepticism is like a intelligent release valve for, like, people not believing you. Or he is not lying, at least not to his own knowledge, you know? <clears throat> Sarah, what do you think? Um, 
you know, there's there's a lot of hot talk these days about, okay, well, UFOs just means unidentified. It doesn't mean extraterrestrial. I definitely do believe in aliens. I don't know that I believe in, like, alien visitations. If I did, I don't think that they would look like how we imagine them to look. Like, why would an alien look like what somebody in the 40s or 30s, like, decided an alien would look like, you know? Right. Do you think they'd be more or less sexy? More. <laughs> But because they would be like uh, sylph-like and difficult to understand, and like I bet they'd be like really gross, but in a kind of cool way, you know? Because like you know, there's <laughs> yeah. no like why would they wouldn't necessarily be like carbon-based? Like they might just be like an an ammonia sludge with tentacles, right? You know, oh, but there's yeah. something a little a little sexy about something you can't fully like. Yeah, you know, they're like elusive, and you're you know they're always slipping out of your hands. I like, like the Ender's Game conceit of an alien that it's just like. A lot of bugs with the consciousness mm. that they share. I like that yeah, too. Like a yeah, Borg. it might have been. You know, maybe they hit him with Star Trek radiation. I was just thinking because Star Trek they make up a lot of different types of radiation that aren't real sometimes, <laughs> um, particularly in, in the, the newer the newer stuff. Um, maybe it's some kind of you know cool Star Trek radiation we can't scan for. But yeah, the the thing about the UFO sightings and stuff like it's like. You know, motive? I question motive. Why Why do they mm-hmm. care? Why are they burning people, sucking people up into their <laughs> cigarette hump ships and sexually <laughs> sure. molesting them and stuff? I, it just... Or whatever. I, I, yeah, I, none of that really tracks to me either. I, I do wonder about that whole genre of, like, abductions and whether that's, like, some just, like, weird... I don't know, like, weird guy fantasy shit. I don't know. It's like... It seems a little sexual. Took, like that they, that book Communion. Yeah. I remember our friend Marissa describing that book to us and being like, this sounds like somebody's like sex thing. Yeah, it's like they took me and they put a tube in my butt and then I woke up yeah. in my bed. It's like, well, okay. Alright, well. Alright, Gary. Which ways we actually to get a have a call that is Jeez, very, very related. Very related. <laughs> Alright, just to close up Falcon Lake, uh, can, the can, Royal Canadian Mint this is extremely cool. Also part of our Canadian apology tour, acknowledging something extremely <laughs> cool that Canada did. They made a, com- a series of commemorative coins about unexplained Canadian events. And I don't, I mean, they're using the word coin very loosely because this one is like shaped like a guitar pick. Whoa. Some of the other ones in the series, most of them are like rectangles. They're like weird chips, but they're made by the mint. Uh, this is a $20 coin. Wait, it's extremely like. Extremely cool. You can use it? It's currency? I don't really understand how commemorative coins work. They, I mean, yeah. I, Dylan, this seems like your area. No, sorry. I mean, if it's like the ones in the United States, you can use it, but like, like the U- Would people actually take it. I, I don't know. I mean, it's like legally it is currency. Sometimes it's not currency. Like you know, like sometimes it's like, but if it has like a dollar amount on it, it is usually legal currency. It's just like, it's like you would never use it because it's like. You're buying like a solid gold coin or whatever from the U.S. Mint with like a commemorative eagle on it or whatever. Also, yeah. The whole idea is that they appreciate in value over time, right? So you wouldn't want to spend it. Like generally those, the commemorative coins, like the actual like metal in them also is worth way more than the like, Uh, like the like U.S. gold coins or whatever have like $5 on them or something like that. And they're like worth like $95 in metal. And you buy oh, them for like that much money. They're just not for that. But you know, it's yeah. cool that the Canadians do get weird with it. I, I appreciate that because the U.S. ones are all like, it's the Statue boring. of Liberty holding a flag. 
and then and, oh it's an, it's George Washington and he's got an eagle on his shoulder and it's just yeah like, I mean not only does this one have a UFO on it and it's shaped like a guitar pick but it also fucking glows in the dark what oh, that's cool as hell <laughs> yeah. dude we need to step yeah. it up in this country it's, I know it's very cool <laughs> I love also that the U S government would be like yeah let's talk about the spooky shit we did right or that someone did to us arguable crazy all right so that's Falcon Lake yeah. Uh, a good one. Thank you to power listener Bethany for suggesting it to us. Thank you, Bethany. Thank you, Bethany. A real rip roaring good time. Um, I'm gonna try to share my screen and see if I can just play these calls so we can all hear them at once. Man, I was like 14, 15. I was living out Citrus Heights, California. It's a little town outside Sacramento, California, and I'm sitting out by the pool. And I'm looking up in the sky, and I start to see um, what what looked like a satellite, but bigger. And then I pointed it out to my dad, and he looked at it, too. And he said, oh, that's probably a plane. And then it started kind of doing circles and got bigger and smaller. And uh, I'm from a pretty, you know, fundamental household where you're not not the type of alien demon nonsense was going to get past my dad. But even he was looking at it being like, isn't that crazy? And we both kind of agreed it was probably like maybe like a crazy Navy test or something. But we saw something up in the sky just fucking moving around and dancing around like crazy that was clearly like up in space. You know what I mean? Like it was in space just doing stuff visibly. I don't know. I'm not a space scientist. That's <laughs> very good great call thank you for calling in sounds like aliens to me no that really actually sounds more like the government kind of ufo yeah, if i had to wild. guess but also yeah that's the thing it's hard to tell now you know the technology's so freaking good because like the whole thing is always like oh they stopped in midair and then they changed directions and that's that was a big deal in the past and now i'm like i don't know i don't know what they can do yeah planes can probably do that now yeah, you know weird ass and stuff weird ass Nice. Okay, play the play the horny one. Thanks for calling in, caller. What is this? I told I was told this is a UFO story podcast. I just had a UFO story and wanted to share. Um, so I was out in the uh, Arkansas wilderness, uh, just camping as one does, and uh, I looked up in the sky and there was this circle of light. And before I knew it, I was sucked up into the air. And then the next thing I knew, I was restrained in a chair, and the tentacle monster was just inserting his tentacles into all of my orifices at once, and to make a long story short, I've never had an orgasm like that since, and I've been just <laughs> chasing that dragon, and uh, I was hoping to hear from anybody else that might have a similar experience. Um, if you have a similar experience, please call in. Oh, yeah, please. And let this person know they're not alone. You know, it sounds like maybe they've been chasing the dragon for a long time, and if you have a way to help, yeah. you know, please, please share it. And I imagine that that's a difficult dragon to chase, you know, I mean... You know, yeah. how do you scratch that itch again, right? You know? Yeah, it, it might kind of sexually ruin you. Right, yeah. To get to get probed. Um, <laughs> if this person is sincere, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Um, it doesn't sound like they're sorry they're hap- well, happy. I don't know. To them. Well, I mean, it just sounds really complicated. And um, I yeah, hope that they're... there's a lot to unpack. I hope that they're, like, you know, able to, like, you know, process that experience. Like, I hope that they've been <laughs> able to, like, speak to somebody about it if they want um, and I hope that, um, I, I don't know. I hope that, that they're, um, they're able to find like a balance in life that, 
lets them kind of move on or or at least or at least like live with the live with this you know live through Very this well said. like really affirming like whole, Dylan. <laughs> live through this live through this live through this live through this courtney. that's right courtney courtney courtney's been making memes lately they're fucking a1 oh excellent great stuff Steak okay sauce. uh friend of the pod former guest and co-host of our our brother pod it's a beautiful day in the gulch bev has called in with a great ufo story um on their patreon they have a patreon episode where they where bev goes into great detail about this same story so if you want to hear if you like what you hear and you want to hear more of it you should subscribe to the it's a beautiful day in the gulch patreon hey what's up guys <laughs> this is uh alex from the from bloomington <laughs> and uh i have i have sort of uh i have a UFO experience, a recent one from here, a local one. As it, I didn't see the UFO, but I did see a guy who saw a UFO. <laughs> and the story is like this. The UPS guy at my work was like quitting so we got a new guy to come and he was like at the really late at the end of the day and i was like i'm gonna hate this guy he's coming late (laughs) but he's when he finally showed up he said i'm sorry i'm late i just saw a ufo (laughs) and i was like are you serious and he's like yeah and he said it was a couple weeks ago maybe like three weeks ago now on um like rogers and seventh He said there was a bunch of people standing around looking up where he was delivering packages. And uh, there was uh, just this thing in the air, like spinning. And he said it was kind of like L-shaped. And uh, he said he didn't know what it was. He said it was the most crazy thing he's ever seen. And I was like, well, how do you know it wasn't like a drone, like somebody's personal drone or something like that? And he said... It was the size of his UPS truck. Then I was like, well, did you get a picture or anything? And he's like, yeah, I have a video. And he showed me this video on his phone. But it's like the perspective is hard to see, but I could clearly see something like that looked like maybe like a camera, like a, like a SLR spinning in the sky or something. Whoa. And uh, Or maybe something L-shaped. It, it was just like a... There's clearly, I could see clearly the spinning object, and I was like, yo, send me that video. And then he didn't send me the video, <laughs> and then he never showed up to work again. Like, he, I never, I, I didn't see him again oh my to God. ask him again for the video. And, it, and, and after work, I, I walked around, and I saw, I walked around my neighborhood where this allegedly happened, and I asked a bunch of people, if they saw a UFO on the street and nobody, everyone just laughs and looked at me like I was crazy. But allegedly, according to this guy, there was a bunch of witnesses to this. And I looked on Reddit. It wasn't on Reddit. I haven't seen the guy since. I've only talked to a bunch of people about it and they think I'm crazy. But I've seen (laughs) the video and I've seen the guy. Whoa. And there's a part two. He He wraps it all up. Sorry my message was so long. I got a little worked up. (laughs) So long story short, I didn't see the guy again. 
until a few weeks later. I just saw him walking down the street in just his UPS clothes with no truck, no packages. He's wearing sunglasses. I'm driving down 2nd Street, and we make eye contact, and he nods at me. And then just continues to walk down the road like Terminator or something. It was, like, pretty weird. And I still haven't seen him yet, but um, I'm trying to get my hands on this video, and if I can get it, then I'll send it to you guys. And that's, like, some, that's like my closest I've come to seeing a UFO. <laughs> wow. Seen a guy who's seen a UFO. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's too long. See you later. Wow. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Um, if Bev gets his hands on that video, we will surely make our listeners aware. Yeah. Well, if Bev gets his hands on that video, he's going to be in the next Tom DeLonge documentary. I mean, dang. Yeah. Sounds could like. Could be. And here's the thing. I'm, I know I've been a skeptic this whole episode, but you know who I believe more than anyone in the world? Bev? Bev. I, I, trust, I trust Alex. I don't know. Yeah, you know, but just, here's the thing. Do, do you trust the UPS guy? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do. You know what? You know, they they work hard. They deliver those packages, you know. Um, they do stuff sometimes at a cheaper rate for heavier stuff <laughs> than, than USPS. And, 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 you know, much love to USPS, of course, of course, of course. Uh, USPS are literal heroes. Oh, uh, like way Relax. better than teachers. Way <laughs> better than teachers. Teachers are like, oh no, I only make like 50k and I have the whole summer off. Boo-hoo. Anyway. Uh, we are like that. Yeah, yeah, like postal carriers are like literally the best. Anyway, but yeah, I trust Bev and I don't know, that's that's wild. Here's the thing. If you were really late to come get somebody's packages and you could tell they were kind of pissed, a really great way to make someone not be mad at you would be to say, oh, I'm sorry, I just saw a UFO. But like, he had a video. Yeah, but he had the video to back it up. That's true. You think he but made that video and staged it to give, it, to give himself <laughs> like, an excuse? He's like, oh, God, I'm so late. Uh, making a fake video. <laughs> yeah. It won't hurt. Hold on, get your drone. Okay. Let's tape some cardboard to it. Spray paint it black. <laughs> but it would maybe take he, longer. Like, right, but maybe he just, like, filmed a bird. <laughs> I don't Alex would have said it was a bird. They go bird watching on Gulch all yeah, the time. He would know a bird. Yeah, yeah Alex would know. know a bird if he saw one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not trying to impugn Bev here. I'm just, you know, How I'm just you? asking questions. Yeah, that's so rude to Alex, Sarah. Yeah, I'm. I'm very fucking sorry. God. Um. No, I. I would love for this to be true because the idea of a, a UFO sighting in Bloomington is like the most exciting thing I can possibly imagine. Yeah. Uh. In in my, I mean, Seventh Street is like the street I grew up on. That's that's my fucking area. I mm-hmm. love the idea of of some spooky stuff happening right there. Do you Do you think you think the men in black got to him? Like, the the UPS guy. <laughs> Not you, Bev. No, but, yeah, like... Yeah, maybe. May, do you think, like, Will Smith showed up and, like, flashed everybody? Clicked and that, and that's why they, he was wearing the sunglasses. And he saw he saw Alex on the street, right? And he kind of nodded because he was like, who's that? I know that guy. Because that's what yeah. you do in Bloomington when you yeah. see someone that you kind of remember, but you don't really... Or you know who they are, but you don't talk to that person. But you yeah. can't figure out why. Yeah. yeah. And Bev said the guy, the guy has not been back since, and... He asked another one of his coworkers about it, or the um, the UPS coworkers, and that guy was like, "Oh, he would. That guy doesn't lie. Like, I don't. I, he's not making it up." Dude, so. Will Smith took the memory flasher thing to West Seventh Street and <laughs> yeah. and zapped everybody. Yeah. Oh my god! I, there could have been a zapping incident, and that's why it's, the neighbors were all impossible. like, <laughs> "Yeah, what aliens?" <laughs> oh my god! That yeah, they the government just scrubbed our hometown yeah 
amazing and horrific. Yeah, uh, troubling. Yeah. Raises a lot of troubling questions. It really does. It really does. Yeah. All right, that concludes the UFO portion of this episode. Um, if you have anything extraterrestrial, please call in. We would love to play more or supernatural. UFO calls. You know, you saw yeah. a ghost. You felt a demonic presence in the room yeah. next to you. Something Very a little good. more grounded in reality than UFOs. Like, yeah, if you saw a ghost or a Bigfoot <laughs> or a Mothman. UFOs he can't accept, but ghosts, any day. Ghosts, absolutely. Maybe you saw the dog Ben in the graveyard and... Or you saw the Milwaukee Lake Man. Yeah, if you did, saw the Milwaukee you Lake Man, if you saw Skin Dog. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything like the that. Tonic you man, know, ghosts, if the Tonic Man's been around. Uh, if yeah, the Tonic Man's man. back. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a... We'll have to do a whole episode about the Tonic Man. I, I don't think we've talked about it on the show before, but I, I won't even get into no. it because I'm going to spiral if I do. If you <laughs> know the Tonic Man, you know the Tonic yeah, Man. Yeah, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it soon. Um, yeah. Okay, so final portion of this week's episode... We were promised by Dylan uh, a little mention of some cruise ship industry news. What's going on in the world of cruising, Dylan? That's right, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> they said everybody should pick a UFO sighting to research. And I said, you know, no. I said, uh, <laughs> let's talk about cruise ships because that's, this is what really, these are real. These are real UFOs. Yeah, these are the real guys. Um, identified uh, floating objects. Identif- <laughs> uh, yeah. And it's funny. I was talking to, I was talking to Emma about this earlier and and i I was talking about it you know and i was like oh i was supposed to do a a ufo i guess but uh, i'm gonna do cruise ships and uh emma made a very good point which was to the fish in the ocean Mm. a cruise Mm. ship is very much an unidentified flying object in their sky so extremely astute yeah yeah why do you think about Uh, a fish's perspective once in a while you pig (laughs) anyway this is a very pig you fucking Uh, pig (laughs) <laughs> sapiocentric podcast that's you right know? it is <laughs> i'm calling us in for sapiocentrism uh-huh pig pigs what about the uh, fucking pigs <laughs> all right so I, I i mean let's so but anyway without further ado this is cruise ship industry news and now we'll do the theme song uh can you guys <laughs> clap slowly for me please yeah in in unison oh 100 beats can't. per minute 80 beats per minute all right. Cruise ship industry news. <laughs> this is cruise ship industry news. Cruise ship industry news. Cruise ship industry news. All right. Welcome to cruise ship industry news, everybody. <laughs> this is a segment of Bimbo Summit that I'm, uh, you know, just, I just can't stop thinking about the cruise ships and their industries and the news involved and you know who knows am i going to get a spin-off show on the network we'll we'll find no. out is this going to be a viral <laughs> hit let's find out all right so let's say let's talk about cruise ships obviously um covid is over now and everything is exactly fine and um but we like to just move on right oh the, the great american reunion says the new york times says michael barbaro no, I fucking uh, hate him. Um, we hate him. Yeah, we hate enemy him. of the pod. Enemy of the pod, Michael Barbaro, which I just made up that he said that, but that was the title <laughs> of the headline. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, so as we 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 can just move on with our lives, right? Sure, but can we forget the damage that has been done, the suffering of the cruise ship industry uh, mm, throughout this yeah. year, last year, year and some some months. Uh, I don't think so. Sure. So, um, obviously, all cruising was forbidden. The CDC, <laughs> uh, the CDC 
issued um, in March of 2020 a what is called a no sale order. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No exactly no what it sounds like. You can't sail. You can't do it. You stay in your port. You wear your mask, right? Yeah. Um, this was the, the tyranny of this went on for a long time. And you know, we, I don't want to get into the politics of it. But um, so all these cruise ships were grounded. These companies were, you know, these things need to be maintained. You know, you, know, you got to this is just enormously expensive. They had no revenue stream. Um, and uh, the no sale order was changed in October of last year to a conditional sale order. Um, mm-hmm. But the conditions were like, I don't know. You don't have a bunch of people on a big cruise ship, so it still didn't really help any any of our friends in the cruise ship industry. Now, currently, um, currently there is one cruise ship operating. It is uh, uh, it's a it's a Royal Caribbean International ship. It sails out of Singapore. Um, Why aren't you calling the ship by she her pronouns? Oh, I'm sorry. All Uh, ships use she her pronouns. Well, yeah. I mean, it depends. I mean, that was that's kind of an outdated idea, a little bit, Sarah. That's a little bit. Yeah, it's um, it's 2021. Sorry, am I being trad again with my boat? Yeah, you're. Yeah, you are. You're being a little bit. Ships are gender neutral. Close minded. You you Um, dirty pig. What did we say earlier? You fucking pig. Um, Fucking pig. (laughs) But anyway, there's there's only one active cruise right now. Uh, It is one boat sailing out of Singapore. Um, they don't go anywhere. Uh, they're limited capacity. Um, you go to Singapore and you get on this boat, and they go out into the ocean for two days. And they don't go anywhere, and then they just go back to Singapore. Um, and that's hmm. that's the only way that cruising currently happens in the world. Um, Holy shit! You're actually holding some notes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I have a lot of notes. Um, so uh, that is all about to change, which is really exciting. Um, the CDC uh, just granted um, approval for cruising to resume in the u.s from normal ports starting june 26th so book your tickets um yeah uh, i think they they granted i believe uh celebrity cruise lines um and i think i think uh carnival uh is about to get the the green light um the caveat is that you need to be vaccinated and you need to provide proof of that vaccination however sounds great right yeah i have a right? question yeah have our permits cleared your cruise for permits the, for the bimbo summit cruise um see so here's the thing i was i'm partial to princess cruises uh i imagine i mean I, you know I, I could do royal norwegian carnival is just sort of a <laughs> shit show i don't know i love carnival no don't get me wrong carnival i love carnival it's just like i, I think we, we should have talked we should talk more about like what we're looking for like what do we what do we want you know are we old people are we buffet centric do we want a, a cool Jesus. nightclub? Do we want other teens on the boat with us? Other I, teens. I think I think we because I mean each of these cruise lines has has advantages and disadvantages. You know, um, do we want do we want a, Italian a, elegance? Um, no. Oh my god! We I also, want okay. Italian elegance and other teens. So okay, yeah, that's the thing is that you if you want other teens, we're gonna have to go like Disney cruises or Carnival cruises or Royal Norwegian's pretty good too uh, for for like. I would say Ooh. for like our age bracket, I would say Royal Norwegian would probably be a bigger bet. Our age, thirteen to nineteen. Oh no, that would be Disney Cruises, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so okay. What was your however? You yeah, have sorry. To be so, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you guys proof. really, really derailed this. this sorry, is, uh, this so, is, I'm so trying to get. Sorry. I'm trying to get noticed here. I'm trying to get my own show. So please, Colin, sorry, can you, you cut your, this out? Your no, just kidding. <laughs> no, don't cut right. it out. All right. So anyway, the CDC granted uh, conditional permission to cruise out of 
to normal ports just in time for summer, right? Just in time for the season. All passengers need to provide proof that they are vaccinated. The problem is that the two biggest cruise ports in the United States are Miami and Fort Lauderdale, Florida. The governor of Florida, uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, upon hearing this news, issued an uh, executive order uh, prohibiting all businesses from requiring proof of vaccination from customers. So Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, is saying, no, you can't make these people get vaccinated before they get on a gigantic boat with 5,000 other people in close quarters. You can't do it. I won't let you. And you can't Mark leave. of the beast, he says. Um, mm. Yeah, yeah, I thought you'd like that. But yeah, so I do, I do. so Ron DeSantis single-handedly is ruining America. <laughs> it's it, he's, Ron DeSantis is trying his hardest to ruin summertime mm-hmm. uh, and vacation. He's not a man of the people because he can fly to Monaco and, and do whatever he wants. But you know he what? He looks like an elephant ear. He is an, he is an <laughs> awful man who hates the cruise ship industry. The good people... Of, of the cruise world. Um, and he, he doesn't want you to go on vacation, okay? He doesn't want you to be able to just drop 500 bucks and then, like, go to, you know, you know some privately owned adjacent to the Bahamas island that's that Carnival owns or whatever. He doesn't want that for you because he knows Mm-mm. he doesn't care. He can go to Rome whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. He, he, can, he, he can go highfalutin with his cigars and his, and his martinis. <laughs> Wherever he wants in the world. And he doesn't care about you. He doesn't care that you've only got like 600 bucks to buy a couple tickets to cruise, a cheap cruise with, you know, and go, you know, watch. Are the... you saying, would you say he's gatekeeping Italian elegance? He's gatekeeping <laughs> Italian elegance. Yeah. So like, especially like my heart goes out to like um, the Costa Cruise, Costa Cruise Lines, the Italian line. Um, uh, and they, they do great stuff. I've been on a Costa Atlantica, actually. It was my first ever cruise. And I, and I, uh, I have fond memories of it, although I did immediately uh, get a stomach flu virus and throw oh, up. That's like my God. worst nightmare. Oh, it was it yeah. was really really awful. I was like twelve, and I, I, I the first day was fun, and then I felt so sick I had trouble leaving the cabin at all. But that was the first time I ever saw, uh, ever heard uh, Rage Against the Machine was on. There. <laughs> uh, they had a fake MTV station, like a closed circuit on ship MTV station that played like ten Ooh. videos. It was the same ten videos in the same order, and one of them was uh, I think Killing in the Name. Anyway, oh my god, that's that's pretty sick. You can cut basically all of this entire segment. No, if no, you want to. no, no, so, keep perfect. Um, so okay, yeah. So Ron DeSantis thinks he's the king of Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> he thinks he thinks he can do anything he wants. He thinks he can kill your summer just because he has money and you don't. And he's he's a he's a tyrant. He's killing the cruise ship industry. And uh, I have another. I have a little message for for Ron DeSantis here. And I guess it's not just a. I know that the, this has come across as a political attack. It's just very frustrating. Uh, it's a Kind of the only political issue that I'm interested in is, is um, the health and <laughs> cruise rights. Yeah, cruise rights. But um, I, 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 this is I'd, I'd like to acknowledge this just all the hardships that these companies and and uh, have got and these boats have gone through <laughs> during this time. And um, I, I want I want Ron especially to listen to this part. Um, this is a list of ships that have been decommissioned and scrapped <laughs> during the COVID nineteen pandemic. <clears throat> The CMV Astor, nay, the Fyodor Dostoevsky. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, nay, as in maiden name, Fyodor Dostoevsky. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they... Anyway. Uh, the CMV Astoria, the MS Black Watch, the MS Bodacia, the Bodacia. Carnival Fantasy, the Ooh. Carnival Fascination, Oh. the Carnival Imagination, 
The Carnival Inspiration. Do they all run? The CMV Columbus. <laughs> the Costa Dylan is ceremonially flipping a page. The Grand Celebration. The Celebrity Horizon. The what? Carnica, nay, the Crown Princess. <laughs> CMV Magellan. The CMV Marco Polo. Morella Celebration. Morella Dream. The Royal Caribbean Monarch. The Ocean Dream, nay, the Tropical. Mm. Pacific Dawn, nay, Regal Princess. <laughs> and the Royal Caribbean Sovereign. Um, so that's just some of the names of, of boats that we've lost due to this horrible crisis. And, um... Very I, troubling. I, I don't even know. There's probably more. Uh, you know, some of them, some of these companies don't disclose their the loss of boats all the time. You know, it takes a while for the news to come out. But this is what we know now um, in the mm. wake of this this awful virus um, that we've lost that <laughs> those those fine boats. And and also most of them, most of them, uh, I mean, no, no, no older than than 30. Most of these boats Uh Tragic life cut short. Yeah. Uh, the carnival boat. not right. The carnival yeah. boats specifically, I believe, were commissioned in 1995, so they're they're young, you know. They're, so young. Um, so I just want Ron about to as hear old this. as me, a teen. That's right. Same here. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just wanted Ron um, and those who have dismissed the cruise industry as some kind of bloated vacation whale killing, earth polluting, <laughs> uh, bad thing. To, to listen to the names of those boats and just really consider um, your privilege, you know, your privilege and, and, um, and uh, yeah, and, and just just uh, for the rest of you, you know, uh, keep those boats in your heart. Keep them in your we, heart. We will. And uh, we're sorry to end this episode on, on such a tragic and sad note. Yeah. Sorry. I just got um, really, I don't know. Yeah. I know yeah, it was hard for you, Dylan. So it, the, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't, thank, I just feel like I don't have an outlet sometimes to get the, all that stuff out. Um, but thank you well, so much. This is a safe space. Thank you. Dylan, do you want to do a spiel? About the Patreon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got this awesome Patreon. Um, we're called Bimbo Summit. And it's uh, it's a Patreon where you, you can... There's different tiers if you're not familiar. And you can pay a little bit of money to be a subscriber. You can pay like a ton of money if you want. <laughs> um, None of the <laughs> options are that expensive. <laughs> Crazy expensive amount of money. I mean, it's nuts. I don't know. I think you, you can are... choose how much you yes. give because uh, recently yeah. someone gave six 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 a month. That's, That's amazing. Pretty, pretty cool. And thank you to that person. But uh, yeah, no. So it's I don't know. It's cool. We uh, we do some exclusive episodes uh, that are up there. We just Izzy did... will send you some very sexy mail. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Izzy sends sexy mail, including a really, really sick sticker of Paris Hilton operating a vintage radio uh, that I recently saw around. And um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. We just did another. We just we released another um, Patreon exclusive: the uh, Zoomers versus Millennials in the format of a trial, featuring Izzy's teen brother Marcellus. We can do another one with Liam. Dylan's teen brother. We could. It would be a very different episode, but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Liam's a little more monosyllabic than uh, yeah. Liam's like than Mars. Well, Liam's just you know, Mars is a little more wild style. Mars yeah. is a little more zoomer. Liam's yeah. very like. Liam's very like. What do you plan on doing for a career? And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I am. You don't do that to me. You're a child. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right, fellow teens. All right. Uh, but yeah. Sorry I called you a child, Liam, if you're listening to this. You're not a child. You're smart. And even though the gods are crazy. Even though the stars are blind. Uh, baby, let them cruise boats go. Let them out there. Let's get out there. I want to go to, to, I want to go to Grand Cayman. You know, let's do this. Come That's on, right. Ron. Let's do this. Let them boats out, Ron. Yeah. <laughs>